Okay, so tonight, and most likely next week also, uh, I want to discuss uh, the truth about bugs. Uh, most people know that uh, eating bugs uh, is a problem. Uh, they're, depending on the type of bug, it's either four, five, or six lavin. Uh, means, uh, depending on the type of insect, uh, it could be worth anywhere from four to six sets of lashes um, per insect. So it's a pretty heavy duty, uh, heavy duty punishment uh, just for eating, you know, a little tiny, tiny insect. Um, the breakdown is the bugs from found in the water uh, are worth four lavin. Bugs that are on land are worth five, and bugs with wings are worth six. That's the breakdown. Um, so, and, and there's a whole siman brought down in Shulchan Aruch in your Simon paid Dalid, which talks about which mugs you're uh, allowed to eat and what you have to check and what's, you know, depending on how infested the thing is, do you even have to check it? The general breakdown is that there's like three categories of, uh, of, of, of foods. One is totally infested, uh, which may or may not be worth checking. Uh, one is something called a mutamatsui, which depending on the POSIC has different uh, guidelines as to what that is. Uh, I'm not going to get into that, but it's basically, it's a, a plurality of the, of said produce has, uh, bugs in it. So it could be something like 30% of all uh, lettuce or, uh, you know, something like that, where you know there's a good chance of it, and therefore you have to check it, right? Um, and, and then there's the, th the third category, which is a miyoshi matsui, which is something that's, in general, it's, we consider somewhere between less than 5 and 10% of the time you're going to find bugs in this thing. Uh, carrots are a pretty good example here in the United States. Uh, uh, peppers also typically a good example of what you're almost never going to find bugs in. Figs uh, are, you know, somewhere between the line of miutamatsui, which you know there's a, there's a good chance of there being a problem, or just infested. Um, and in terms of figs, I, I don't recommend checking them um, unless you've been specifically trained to do so simply because uh, the worms that are found inside figs look almost exactly like the, uh, the fruit itself. The fruit inside of a fig is very stringy. Um, the worms are almost just as long as the stringy parts of the fig. They're just as thin, they're just as white. And the only real difference is that they have like two little black dots on the end for eyes. Um, they're very hard to spot. 
unless you've been specifically trained to do it, I say, you know, don't, uh, don't eat figs. Um, unless, you know, obviously someone's checked them for you. Um, or there are certain other situations where you might be able to, um, which I hope to get to, uh, that might even be next week. Um, what I do want to do is sort of dispel the notion that just because we uh, wash our lettuce and vegetables, that means we don't eat bugs. Just about every food on the planet has bugs in it. The average person eats a couple pounds of them per year. They're in your coffee, they're in your beer, they're in peanut butter, uh, they're in uh, almost anything. There's a minute amount that the FDA allows depending on the product. So interestingly enough, I decided to pull up the FDA list and uh, just kind of uh, give a few examples of what's allowed under FDA rules. So according to the FDA, hops, which is a main ingredient in beer, there's a problem with hops, according to the FDA, if there's an average of more than 2,500 aphids per 10 grams. That means if you have 10 grams of hops and there's 2,000 aphids, that's totally allowed. The FDA will not take any action for that produce for pasta. Pasta is allowed 225 insect fragments or uh, per 225, uh, sorry, it's allowed under 225 insect fragments per, per 225 grams of pasta. Meaning if there's more than 225 insect fragments in 225 grams or less, or basically one fragment per gram of pasta, the FDA will take action. But if there's less than that number, they're not going to do anything because they allow it. Um, peanut butter is allowed 30 or more insect fragments per 100 grams, per 100 grams. Um, for canned peaches, if you have 12 one pound cans, if you find one or more larva or larval fragments whose aggregate length exceeds five millimeters, the FDA will take action. If they're smaller than that, when, when added together, if it's, you know, the you know, just a couple uh, little guys there, the FDA is not going to care. I could go on and on, but I think the point has been made that you can't get away from bugs. Now, why we're allowed to eat anything at all, in general, uh, is a question that uh, we w I would like to answer. Um, I will stay now 
having said that everything has bugs in it, that you don't have to not have your coffee or peanut butter or beer or anything else. That's a perfectly good and halakhically sound explanation as to why you're allowed to eat all those things. And if we don't get to it tonight, then I'll get to it next week and everybody can feel safe. There's nothing inherently uh, wrong besides from the Torah perspective with eating bugs. Bugs are protein. That They're not really... Thrips and aphids are not disease carriers. You're not going to really get sick from eating a thrip. Right? Okay. A thrip is, has wings, so it's six of the lashes, but it's not going to do anything to your stomach, and you're not going to recognize it. So, you know... How did we get to this point? So before we discuss how we got to the point of why it seems that everything today needs like Uber checking. Every uh, thing on the market almost today, you have to check this and you have to check that and this is infested. How did we get to that point? I want to share a story that happened to me yesterday. Yesterday I was in the store I work in and uh, was checking a case of cauliflower. It's 12 heads of cauliflower. Cauliflower is notorious for having bugs. Cauliflower is a problem. In fact, when I was in Baltimore last summer, uh, one of the rabbinic administrators of the Star K told me that there are seven people in the entire city of Baltimore who are trained to check broccoli and cauliflower. They have levels in Baltimore. It starts with basic uh, produce, and it goes a little higher. And then their top level is you can check broccoli and cauliflower. And there's seven people in all of Baltimore. So, and the reason is because broccoli and cauliflower are known to have bugs, and they're very difficult to check. So, I was checking them. And I soaked the cauliflower for 15 minutes in hot soapy water and I drained it out fill it up again drained out the water now I'm going through the cauliflower piece by piece florette by florette checking it running it underwater and opening it up to make sure that the bugs are coming out as I'm doing this I throw out about 30 pieces of cauliflower because I found thrips just hanging out on top of the, the cauliflower. Lots of them. Um, so by the time I, I finished, even before I, I got to the, the second washing, I probably found somewhere around 30, which is not a normal number to find anywhere. You shouldn't, checking lettuce, checking cauliflower, you, you shouldn't be able to find just 30 thrips hanging out and having a field day in your produce. That's a bad sign. Anyway, wash the cauliflower again, run it through a thrip cloth. A thrip cloth, for those of you who don't know, is it's a simple way of checking an entire batch of produce at one time. Um, you basically soak the produce in soapy water to try and get the whatever insects are, are, are on the produce to kind of get them to slip off and get stuck in the water. Then you run the water through a double colander. In between the colanders is a piece of cheesecloth um, 
that catches everything except the water going through it. So I ran the water from this cauliflower through the thrip cloth and the thrip cloth had four thrips on it. So now I'm like, okay, this is a big problem. I spent the last uh, long time going through this cauliflower trying to get it clean. Uh, you know, what do I do? So I soak it again in hot water, soap hot water for another 15 minutes, dump that out, fill it up again with hot water just to get it clean, dump that out, and then run it under with water again and run that water through a thrip, thrip cloth. That thrip cloth had two thrips on it. And at that point I said, listen, I found a bunch while I was checking it. I found four on the first one. I found two on the second one. Technically, I could have checked one more time on the thrip cloth. If I found bugs again one more time, there's a chazaka that there's bugs and you got to throw it out. If there wasn't, then there's no chazaka that there's bugs and I could have relied on it. I could have said, you know, the, the cauliflower is kosher to use. But you also have to use your seichel. If you know you're seeing problems and things that you shouldn't ever see, and yet you're seeing them, and you're trying after a couple hours to still get a clean, and it's not, so you have a problem. And I spoke with the produce manager from the Yashkacha, and you know he backed me up and said, you know, listen, if you don't feel comfortable with it, then uh, you can you can toss it. There's no problem. I spoke with the store owner, and and you know he was of the the same opinion of listen. If you can't get it clean, then you know just toss it. So uh, I, I commend the store owner for understanding. It's very hard for store owners who are spending money on produce to just throw out everything. Um, but you know at the same time we can't feed people bugs. So how did it come to be now that you know, I shared my story. How did it come to be that so many vegetables and, and, and things we eat have bugs in them? So it used to be that, you know, we, we, we I mean, we still do put pesticide on produce. Um, even organic produce has a maximum threshold for pesticide um, but that means that anything under said maximum threshold is still allowed to be called organic uh, it's just less um, and as I like to say and I've been told by uh, other abundant the only thing organic is worth is uh, uh, the only thing worth buying it for is to learn how to check for bugs because you're going to find them because it's organic um, and that being said the reason we have so many more bugs today is bugs are not a new problem. Like I said, there's a whole siman and shulchan aruch about them, right? But the the quantity or the the quantity we're finding them in, and the places we're finding them, uh, seem to be more than you know our grandparents. Uh, you know, they didn't check everything like we're checking. So what happened was we used to spray heavy pesticides on the uh, on produce heavy heavy pesticides were killing 99% of the bugs 
just like any uh, you know species, there's tougher ones and there's not so tough ones. And the tougher ones made it through. So the next, you know, after a couple of generations, all that was left was the tough ones. So they made tougher pesticides, stronger pesticides to kill them. And it killed, you know, 99% of them. And so on and so on until it got to the point where people were starting to get sick from pesticides like DDT and, you know, other pesticides in the 70s. And the FDA had to make a choice. You know, do we try and stop bugs from being in produce? Or... You know, but at the same, but at the same time, we just stop the bugs from being in produce. We use these pesticides that are now starting to hurt people. Or do we say, look, the bugs aren't a health issue; they're protein. They're safe to eat. What's the problem with them? They're gross. Right? People don't want to know that they're eating bugs. People don't want to eat bugs and, and see them. Right. So, but that's the that's the issue. It's not that there's a, you know, a, a health concern. The health concerns is with the pesticides. So the FDA said, okay, we're not using these pesticides anymore. Now, once they stopped using those pesticides and they switched to much milder ones, so now these tough bugs, who through the generations of bugs had been getting significantly stronger and hardier, they now, uh, you know, there was a lot less on them. Right? There's a lot less holding them back. And so, uh, you know, Peru Revu happens, to quote uh, Moshe Heinemann. There's a chair I heard from him where it says, you know, when they, they lifted the Xera off the bugs and they fulfilled the mitzvah of Peru or Milus Aretz, right? So now they, they start growing and multiplying and now, you know, infesting lettuce and infesting cauliflower and and and, and broccoli and and all sorts of uh, uh the cabbage or onions and all, all sorts of things so that's how we got to a, a, a month of today where we have to spend more time checking more things than our parents and grandparents did because the bugs we have today are stronger and different and to a certain extent less controlled than the bugs that they had to deal with. So that leads to a question of how do we make sure that there's no bugs? So there's a few ways of doing it. One is you have a mashkiach who checks the produce, or you bring the produce home from the store and you check it yourself. And there's various ways of doing various vegetables. And you can ask the OU or the Star K or the CRC or your local ishkacha how they check their lettuce or their broccoli or you know, any number of uh, the cabbage, onions, and different uh, vegetables. And they'll tell you. Pineapple, big one also. Um, and I'll tell you that each one has uh, you know, th their method. The OU has a whole uh, manual um, about the produ produce guide. Um, the Star K light box has a whole chart on the back of the light box uh, with different methods for different um, vegetables. 
and uh, I think there's a couple of fruits on, on there also, like pineapple. Um, and on the, the side of it, actually, um, it has blown up pictures of most commonly found insects, uh, thrips and uh, baby thrips, uh, mites and aphids, um, flies. Uh, if you, oh, by the way, if you're if you're finding flies after you've watched the vegetables, it means you're not washing them well. Flies are much bigger, um, and if that, it means you're not doing a good job of cleaning if you're finding flies after you've cleaned it. Um, other things like thrips, like especially the, the babies. Um, I was in a, a, a checking class where the rabbi teaching him, we, he, uh, he found a baby thrip in, I think it was the strawberries, and he had like one of those little uh, graphing pencils, like the 0 0.3 lead, and he took the end of it and like tried to move the thrip, and the thrip grabbed onto this metal pencil. The, the, the tip of the metal pencil and he tried shaking the pencil and looked at it again the thrip still hanging on so shake it again really really hard again thrip still hanging on the, the smaller bugs especially the thrips really um, and then to certain extent the mites and the aphids they hang on much better than uh, the bigger ones like like flies um, or the adult thrips, the baby ones are really, they're really the ones not to be more concerned about, but the ones that, uh, they, they, they stick a little, a little more. Um, so there's different methods of doing it. Um, they all involve, uh, soap and water and soaking, some soak for longer, some soak for shorter, some agitate more, which means when you have it in the, the water, you kind of zhush it around. Um, in terms of broccoli and cauliflower, some of them say, you know, you can just soak it in hot water. Some of them say, well, it's in there, you should rub the, the florets together to try and uh, get in between them. Um, but th there's, there's different ways of doing it. So that's how you do it yourself and you in terms of checking for yourself um, there's uh, various videos online from the various Ashkachas about how to, to to check your vegetables I don't want to get into uh, you know which is the best way or not because each way works the Ashkachas that have developed their ways of checking for of checking their, their produce they've developed ways that work far more often than it doesn't and there might be slight variances and that's okay because it's not that there's one surefire method of getting rid of insects and everything else doesn't work it's there's different ways of approaching it and trying to remove the insects and it'll work much of the time but it won't work all the time either because it's just infested and you, you can't get rid of everything or nothing's foolproof so um, but the point is when you check it as long as you you know you follow the steps whatever steps they are for whatever uh rabbi hashkacha you're taking the directives from as long as you follow the steps the vast majority of the time 
you'll still get clear produce. But if you don't want to go that route of checking, you know, for yourself or having your mashkiach do it, so there's other, uh, you know, there's other ways of checking produce or, or of growing produce that to prevent bugs from getting into it. One of them is, is what they do in Israel, uh, is they have nets that they put on top of, um, they, they basically grow uh, the produce in fields and they have nets that goes on top of the produce. And these nets, um, they're very fine and they, uh, they let in sunlight but they don't let in the flying insects. So when you, um, when you, but the problem with them is the nets are expensive. And if there's a hole in the net, you have to repair it then quickly because if you don't, then, you know, your, uh, your, your, your produce is kind of a, a sitting duck for things to infiltrate. Um, but that being said, it is uh, one of the more commonly used methods in Aristotle, and it has been very successful over there in eliminating much of the bug problem. You still have to clean them, and a lot of the produce in Israel, you know, you'll, you'll go there and they specifically have it uh, written on the package that you have to check it, and you, know, you get the package and it looks like, you know, they just stuck the head of lettuce in a vat of quicksand. Um, just to get it purposely dirty, but they, they do it and they leave it, uh, you know, more uh, earthy, I guess, for lack of a better term, in order to make sure that you, you know, clean it, um, just to make sure that there aren't no uh, insects. So that's one method. Um, the other method is you grow in a greenhouse. Um, now, a greenhouse can be with soil. Uh, you could grow hydroponically also, um, which is, you know, just growing the produce in water. Uh, growing the produce in water could potentially uh, make a, a bracha shayla, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, because at that point, it's, you know, it's a question, is it, is it bere prinha adama or not? Because it's not growing in the, in the adama. Um, but in any case, Growing in the greenhouse, it's much more controlled. You create, essentially create the environment around the produce or create an environment and then grow the produce in it. Um, and you can control the environment, you can control um, sunlight, control temperature, you control irrigation. Um, you kind of have more control of, you know, people coming in and out and, and you know, um, you, can, you know, you can set up rules and parameters for who comes in and, and how they come in, whether they come in in uh, special suits or, um, you know, they have, uh, I mean, it's not a, like a special suit, but they have uh, stuff in, you know, clothing uh, in the facility that they wear specifically in the greenhouses um, in order to try and prevent bugs from coming in. No method of growing produce is 100% foolproof. Greenhouses are by far better than growing produce in an open field. 
it's it's night and day between them. Could you still find a bug? Sure, things fly in. All you need is one, you know, aphid to come in and lay eggs, and you have, uh, you know, thirty aphids tomorrow, and next week you have six hundred, and you know they can grow. But the point is, because you have a controlled environment, it makes life a lot easier in terms of growing. Um, and then, of course, you could buy produce, um, you know, that's already been checked by Mishkiach. So you're not buying the greenhouse produce. You're not buying, uh, you know, like the, the produce with the nets. You buy produce like, uh, um, like, like kosher crops. Kosher crops is a company in Philadelphia. They, um, they, they wash. They have Mishkiachim. They wash their all produce that has the kosher crops label is washed by those people. It's really washed and checked as opposed to some of the other brands, which may or may not be, um, which I think we'll leave that uh, for next week as to uh, next week, I guess we'll discuss what uh, what it means with uh, when we say that things are, are, are checked or pre-checked or if we find, uh, you know, is there a difference between buying something that's, let's say, Bodic or positive uh, versus like Fresh Express with a Star K um, or Dole with, I think Dole is OU now. Um, so is, is there a difference between those um, or is it kind of like the same level? Um, and then of course, uh, the other question we need to answer next week is, why am I allowed to eat uh, my coffee or drink my beer or have my peanut butter if I know that uh, there's there's bugs in it? Uh, so with the remaining time we have, uh, we'll open the floor for questions. Um. When 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 you're saying that you get you know like six love and different things for eating bugs, don't you don't you need to? Doesn't there need to be like knowledge that you're you're doing it? Like if I see a bug and I eat it, then okay, I hear. But like if I don't know, it's uh I don't know. Right. So it it, it kind of depends also on again if I have let's say a a like a carrot. For whatever reason, this carrot has a bug on it. Carrots we consider in, a, in the category of miuch enomatsoi. We we don't see that there's really bugs in in carrots, um, and therefore you don't have to check carrots every time you eat them to make sure that there's no bugs. You can just eat carrots, right? You could just eat your red pepper. Um, so in such a case where there's a almost essentially a chazaka that there's no bugs. So there's such a minimal amount of bugs, it, there's no need to check them. So if you do eat it, then it, then it doesn't matter. On the flip side, if, if there's something that, that we know today is infested, or we know that it most of the time, or a very significant portion of the time, it has bugs, lettuce, cauliflower, broccoli, someone who just eats those is essentially kind of like stating yeah I, I know the rule we check it but I'm I'm not you know they're, they're kind of uh, 
you know, is it that there there was, you know, there's there's no eat of an here. You know, there's nobody saying, hey, uh, don't eat that. You're going to eat bugs. And, you know, it's not, it's not like that. Um, and it's not that I'm saying, when, when we say that, that someone gets six sex to lashes or four sex to lashes, not that they actually get them. We're saying that for each bug that a person would eat, right, he should be chayev, you know, however many sets of lashes, depending on the bug. Um, and 10 grams of hops, uh, that would be 2,500 times uh, five and a half. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of sets of lashes that somebody should be chayev. Not that, uh, you know, I'm going to go take the guy to Beijing and say, I watched him eat those hops and I know he ate however uh, many bugs. So, you know, bring out the whip. Uh, we don't do that. Um, you know, but Bidishimayim, uh, the guy's in a bit of trouble. Michael, you got anything? Unbelievable. With the Mashkiach, you know, to um, a lot of times, like the the chef that that we work with, because I also do it, um, <clears throat> like kind of have to like train your chef sometimes by r- ruining, um, not on purpose, but that's in essence what happens. A lot of the things that like the different everybody wants to use, there'll be things that we need to check them. And by checking, you're winning them, and that forces them to the you know final an alternative that you know, yeah. is, you know one eat check and two doesn't get destroyed. No, it's true. Um, in any food service situation, um, where you have a mishkia who's checking produce, um, especially if you have uh, a chef or people in the kitchen that aren't Jewish, um, you know. They, they do need to be trained that, okay, just because we bought the parsley doesn't mean that you can use it right now. The parsley needs to be checked, and if there's bugs, I'm going to throw out the whole parsley, and I'm going to make you watch me throw it out. Um, and you don't have to, you know, grab them by the face and, you know, stick it next to the trash can and, make, you know, watch you uh, throw out each and every leaf. But you do have to make sure that they know, you know, whether it's depending on the person, you know, sometimes you can say, listen, uh, you can't use this parsley. It's no good. Um, you know, it, it's infested and I'm throwing it out and you can throw it out and leave it at that. And sometimes you need to be like, listen, you know, this parsley is no good. You can't use it. And if I catch you, you're out of here. You know, d- different chefs um, and different people at the kitchens have different uh, mentalities. And uh, sometimes, um, you know, a chef kind of feels that uh, you know, he's the king of the kitchen. And you're interfering. You know, you're interfering in his domain. Um, and I, I want to stress it's important that you know you need to have good relationships with with, with people. Um, and yes, you need to you know show that. Listen, in terms of kashrut uh, nalacha, you are the law. The chef is not the law. Um, and that you will enforce the law, but if everyone follows the law, you're you're not going to get on anybody's case. Um, 
but it is important that they know, you know, that if a batch of produce is no good, that they really can't use it. Um, and if they start trying to do it, then, you know, if they, they decided to, after you said like, hey, throw out the parsley, let's say you didn't do it yourself and you told the guy, hey, throw out the parsley and you see him add it to, you know, some, some food item. So at that point, you know, you got to take the food item out and say, listen, you added this. I told you not to do it. It said it wasn't kosher. And now you just added it into this. This whole thing's no longer kosher. And you got to get rid of, uh, you know, get rid of everything. Um, so it's not uh, not always uh, easy to do that, um, but it's very important, uh, you know, to, to keep our standards of kashrut uh, up and, and, and active. Um, so with that, I think we'll end for this week. And uh, with the show next week, we'll get back to those uh, burning questions and figure out uh, exactly what we're doing when we're eating uh, all those kosher brands and again why i can eat anything in general knowing that the fda allows all sorts of bugs in them